Things you didn't know about maps and map technology with Adam Angst. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Slack, available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is the second and final part of our conversation with Adam Angst of Tidbits about maps and mapping technology. In the first part, we touched on some specific use cases that Adam has that I personally really hadn't thought about, maybe you hadn't either, unless you are a runner, a hiker, or a walker. This time, we talk about some of the map technologies that are already out there, longitude and latitude, and at least one other that is trying to replace that with something a little bit easier to remember and a little more precise and whether it's catching on or not. Let's go back and let Adam do the talking. Yeah, there's so many things like this that you, know, you don't think about what it takes to maintain. It's one yeah. thing to build. It's a whole other one to maintain. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And that's well, the- and you've got some historical stuff going on, too. So the other um, really kind of confusing one that I hit, um, again, through Glenn, uh, was a guy in Wales. Um, um, so in the UK, you have postcodes. You familiar with these? Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like US zip codes, but there's two parts to a postcode. And the first part is sort of the area. And then the second part is highly specific. So it could be, you know, a couple of houses or a, an apartment building or something like that. And so the postcodes, if you, you know, you, like anything else, you know, you put in a postcode in your GPS and it takes you there. Well, the problem was that if you put in a postcode that's not right, you make a mistake, or you put in one that's too new and that Apple doesn't know about yet, this guy who lives in kind of a rural part of Wales was having like 10 to 20 people a day show up in his front yard (laughs) at the end of a one-lane dirt road that ended at his house. Like this was, you know, this was kind of problematic, (laughs) you know, and these people, and what turned out it was they'd build a new like apartment, uh, you know, apartment uh, housing development somewhere in his postcode and Apple didn't know about it. So when people put in that post, the new postcode, it just said, I don't know, and defaulted to whatever its default location was for the kind of the larger area, which was mistakenly at his house. And, and again, you know, it was like, so it took a while for that to get fixed, but it was interesting was, is it didn't, it didn't sort of roll out everywhere. I still have, um, I still have an an original iPad running iOS 5. And if I search for, for his postcode in in maps in iOS 5, it still finds his, uh, or I search for the general postcode, it still finds his house. Um, Hmm. So it fixed everywhere else, but not all the way back into iOS 5. And that, which I find fascinating in the sense that there must be code involved somewhere. It's not just maps getting data from Apple servers. Well, again, you know, I would not have thought about the historical part. Just your your Cornell example, his postcode example, you know, that... that Stop changing. Yeah, and there would be value. I mean, we all, yeah, geez, we see people renaming streets all the time. And it's like, would you please yeah. stop that? You know, I, I, <laughs> right. I, I knew it as this, and now you're making it something else. But... Yeah, there's definitely value in having that historical data available. It just is a matter of how it's being accessed. And to your point, you know, an old piece of software is more accessing the old location. Well, you know what? Come to think of it, it's sort of like URLs that uh, go dead on the Internet. Yeah. 
But but in URLs, you don't have to turn around in someone's yard. So. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's equally frustrating to show up in in uh, on a page that you don't don't expect to. Yeah. Um, depending on what's there, sometimes it may just be a four hundred four. Sometimes, eh, sometimes those little visits can get more exciting. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you know, sort of the big thing that I that I really kind of came across was I was, while I was writing the article and just thinking about all this stuff is just the level to which we use maps for a lot of different things. And yeah, the big ones are, I want to go to, I want to go to X location, take me there. You know, yeah, that's easy. That's built in, you know, no problem. I mean, it's great. It's, it's a great feature. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love GPSs and I've been using them ever since, you know, they were standalone devices. Um, but it's interesting all the different ways that we think about maps and we use maps that really don't lend themselves or, you know, you have to find a very specific tool to do what you want. And sometimes it's as simple as like, I don't know. I do this a lot. I take a screenshot in maps and then I, and then I edit it in preview to put an X somewhere, you know, like here, here's where you're going. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I can, I could, sometimes you can send up, like send a pin, but that requires, you know, sometimes you just want to say, look, you can look, you can see, you know, in the context of this larger area where you're going very easily. And then the X marks the spot. And and that's so much faster and better than just being told, yeah, here's a pin, go to the pin. Yeah, you know, like maybe it'll maybe my phone will take me there, but again, not if you're necessarily running, for instance, and don't have your phone with you or uh, you know anything else. So it's it's just a it's this kind of I don't know this this realization of the, of the level to which the maps still have power and have incorporated themselves and infiltrated themselves into our lives in so many different little ways. I you, you've taught me a lot here because I didn't <laughs> know that some of these services existed. I wouldn't would not in my daily life have not thought of some of the use cases that you put them to on a regular basis. Um, and so and and you're right. I mean, we're starting to take things like like GPS and the, the the driving systems and all just completely for granted because they're now part of our world. You don't think about it. And we they are and and I, and I I would like to to know that I am not actually I'm in no way suggesting that oh like everyone should know how to read a paper map and follow it you know and with a compass and all that that you know there are people who push that pretty hard and they're like, Oh, you know, it's, it's like a GPS is a crutch. No, it's not. It's technology. You know, maps and compasses were technology, you know, super cool technology, you know, a couple hundred years ago. Right. You know, I'm sure there were people back then who were like, what do you mean? You can't read the stars. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. The moss always grows on the North side of the tree. You moron. Yeah, Don't yeah, you yeah. know that? <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, water flows downhill. You can find anywhere you're going. It's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so it's just the latest version of the technology. This came up. Um, actually, our our county is doing a survey um, of asking people like what their how good their cell service is, and because the federal maps that actually like you know you see those on the the carriers where they like you say is my address got five G or whatever. Um, you'll see the maps. Those maps suck. You know, they're really, they're really optimistic. Put it that way. If they say you don't have service, you really don't have service. Don't have service. 
Um, but uh, but so yes, the county is doing this survey, and you know one of the things I was encouraging people to say is like if you go to trails, you know, like where you, if you want to use your phone while you're on a trail, put some of those locations in. You know, this is just a survey. It's not we're saying needs coverage, but. You know, there's a lot of people who head out into the wilderness with nothing more than their phone, assuming that they'll be able to map their way out of it. And if you don't have RunGo set up ahead of time, you do need that cellular service. And, you know, and, and I got a few people, you know, saying, ah, grumble, grumble, you know, you people should be able to read a map with a compass and all that. I was like, oh, you know, at best, these people have a compass on their phone. You know, they don't know how to use a compass. They know how to use their mapping technology, the stuff that we've all become accustomed to over the last 10 years. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you don't expect people to go backwards in technology, uh, to become familiar with older technologies at all times. Um, I'm just checking. I want to make sure I was going to refer to this properly, but I'm sure you're familiar with what three words. I am familiar with what three words, and there are a bunch of those things. Um, yeah. Well, I've, I've got what you explain. You okay, know, what yeah. You want, so uh, what so what, are, what, I, I haven't used what three words, but basically the idea behind what three words and a number of these other services is, is you can give every spot, and I don't know how big they are inherently, and what three words of different ones are different, um, but you can give every spot a unique identifier. So it's sort of like a URL in some ways, right? You know, mm-hmm. what three words? Everyone, every spot, of course, has a, a latitude and longitude, but that's, you know, who can read latitude and longitude? You know, yeah, numbers, um, right? Just numbers, and and they're big, complicated numbers with like three levels of three digits of precision to be able to find where you are. So, yeah. So what three words basically divides the world up into a grid of some sort of? I forget. Is that one hexagons? Um, um, and I'm not sure. And, and then gives each hexagon three unique words. And the idea is, is that you could then um, remember a location and share it by giving someone those three words. None of these things have really caught on. Um, I did get an e- email from, from a guy who has come up with yet another one. Um, I, I'd have to go and I don't remember the details, but it looked like one of those things where it's like yet another, like we'll divide the world up. Oh no, his was, his was interesting. His was based on, you found, you identified like in a city, you identified a central structure that everyone would know, like the Empire State Building. And then you would give directions in his system by clock directions, like one o'clock um from the empire state building um and some in distances out so it's radians um it wasn't clear to me this was easier <laughs> no that doesn't sound easier at all <laughs> i mean a lot of these things suffer from that that they might be easier in certain ways but they're so much harder in others and what i what i think it really comes down to is people usually don't care to know the identifier of their location they just want to point at it like I want to go here. <laughs> you know, I can see it, you know, and we have sufficient address capabilities with maps that that really replacing that is going to be one heck of an uphill battle. I, I I agree, but I what three words really intrigues me because it it's I mean it's 
I guess it's easier. It's definitely easier to remember than longitude and latitude, um, you know, to be able to say it. But I'm, I've just pulled up their website, and I think they're looking at someplace in New York City. And that particular location is Clip Apples Leap. So if you if you put Clip Apples Leap into into what three words, you know exactly where that point is. And and that would seem to have a, a, a whole lot of appeal. Um, you know, again, you have to have cell service or or something you know, to make it useful. And it, that probably wouldn't help you out in, in the wilds when you're out running. But at the same time, you know, just the idea that I can, I could say that to someone and now I don't, I don't have to worry as much about, you know, what's the address or anything. What's the number? Did I spell the street name right? It's just, you know, here are my three words to get to my house, which I'm yeah. not going to tell you. Oh, I was going to tell you mine because mine are pretty cool. Whisks Bachelor Global. Ooh, yeah, that is cool. <laughs> Mine's not nearly that cool, so I'm not telling you mine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, like uh, it, on the one hand, it is you know it is interesting in the in that you know again it's you can memorize three words very easily, but it it's not clear to me that you would um, how you would really use it beyond. You know, like I'm, yeah, looking uh, like at a neighbor's house down the road is eliminate heap crusts. It seems like it would be so, it, it, like it would be fine for memorize for like memorizing yours, and and then someone could tell you one that you might be able to keep in short term memory a little bit longer than an address. But it, as soon as it's, I mean, like I'm not going to remember eliminate heap crusts in in you know half an hour, I guarantee. So. Uh, I- Okay, so the, well, the, some of the use cases I've I've heard about this used for, and oh, well, let's let's go back to your running example. So you, <laughs> you're you're I just said one that's intruding, enchanting, massaging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm if sorry. You, I, I think this is yeah. this is going to be way too <laughs> problematic. Yeah. Well, no, but okay. So let's just say, and 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 uh, th- I mean, this is a service, you know, so you can you can have this on your phone. But if you come to my house and you say, I'm going to go out for a run. Okay, go down, you know, take a right, go down to the park. And you get down there and you start to have chest pains. All right. So you know that you're at a park near Chuck's house, but you you may or may not have seen a sign that said where you are. And so you hit 911. Where are you? Well, okay, you know, there are GPS services available there, but wouldn't it be a lot simpler if you could, if this could be integrated in with the service to be able to say, I'm at, what is it, Clip Apple's Leap. And yeah. they're going to know exactly, not, not, not that you're in Fisher Park, but that you are exactly, you know, at that spot in Fisher Park. Well, I'm just looking here. Um, da, 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 sunny Slope. This, so, the, so what three words uses a grid? That's like graph paper. And um, it's really specific. Exactly. Um, I mean, sort of too much so. So for instance, when I said what my, what my, what my, uh, my address was, well, there's, my house has 16 of these. Right. Yeah. So we know if you're in the basement, if you're in the back part of the house, you know, we know, we can, we know what room you're in, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't do, doesn't do height, I don't think. So I don't know if it'd get me upstairs or downstairs, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. So 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess so. If you wanted very, very precise location, um, they must say what what the what the size is. But I'm guessing it's ten by ten, something like that. Um, they must yeah, they must I, say. I knew at one point. I've honestly forgotten because I didn't know where this discussion was going to go, or I'd have looked it up. Um, oh, I see. But, They're talking also about like entrances. Yeah, I was close. Three meter squares, nine by nine. Yeah. So, you know, um, so that's why, yeah. So three meter squares. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I guess, uh, I guess if you're trying to give a, so what it's useful for is actually not so much a, like an, an address is actually not that helpful. Um, because, you know, I don't like, I don't, the ad- address for my house, I have no idea what that went to. I, when I typed in an address and it gave me one and I don't know what that was. Today's Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Slack. The Mac Voices Slack is where you can connect with the members of the Mac Voices Live panel and other Mac Voices patrons. Get in on the discussions, agree or disagree with our opinions, and get your voice heard. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks for supporting Mac Voices. Now, clearly what we need to do is merge what three words with Wordle. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't take me there. Oh. Uh, I have too many friends who are into Wordle that keep saying, are you into Wordle? No, I'm not into Wordle. You know, <laughs> get off my lawn. You know. Mm. Aw, it's Hangman Chuck. <laughs> you know I'm not a gamer Adam of any stripe, so. <laughs> well, mm. as I, and neither am I, but I I, I, I I do enjoy Wordle, I'll admit. So well, um, I'm a word person, so. Any yeah, event. So yeah, true. no, I mean, this kind of thing could be interesting. So, th- so yeah, so what, what three words is much, is much more about very, very specific location rather than directions, which is kind of an interesting difference, again, in terms of how you can think about maps. And, and you know, that a nine meter square identifier, or sorry, a three meter square identifier of the world is, you know, is something that could be really useful in very specific situations. Um, mm. Uh, but, but it does feel as though, yeah, it is interesting. Like I would have to, I would actually have to think about how to, uh, how to feed this into something in a useful way, because I guess, I mean, it has its own, does it have its own app? It must have its own app. I think so. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Cause you'd want it, you'd want it like if you were, yeah, yeah, they have an app store app. Um, you, you, you'd want to be able to say, you know, take me to. It's a, it's a little like dropping a pin in Google Maps or Apple Maps and then navigating to the pin, right? So you, say you're going to a stadium and you know you have to enter at a particular spot in the stadium. That's a, that's a, there's a big area there that you could have to wander around. And so, you know, having this, um, you know, having, them, having someone either share that, you know, the what three words, you know, like the literal direction that you're going to, the little spot that you're going to, or to be able to find it on a map and then point to it and then ask, you know, the app to give it to you could be useful. So, yeah. well, you can find you an know. actual sheep. You could have a sheep that's like in a very specific spot in a field. Just saying. A sheep a, a could sheep? move from square to square. I'm just oh, like, oh yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> you could put GPS what? trackers on your sheep, on sheep. and it could, yeah. it could. <laughs> Well, you know, if, the more we talk, the more I think about how useful some of this stuff can be. Not just not just uh, what three words, but um, you know, our our phones 
now attach GPS data to our photos so that yeah. we know exactly where that, where and when in time that photo was taken, um, if we right. choose to share that information. So, you know, all, all this stuff, all, it all or, fits or together. Or more to the point, not where you choose to share it, because I mean, sharing it's actually not that interesting. What's, what's interesting is searching. So yes. I took a photo on my vacation in California and you can just kind of like, oh, it was at this, like, I don't remember the beach. I don't remember. I, I just remember it was Northern California, you know, up on the way here. Like, oh, look, I can just kind of zoom around in California and the map will show me the, the collections of photos that I took. And so, you know, it's not useful in places that you vi you're visit a lot. Like I have a lot of pictures taken in my house. Um, that's yeah. not helpful. But the number of pictures I've taken in California or Florida or Alaska or whatnot, much, much smaller. And, and a way to find those becomes that location-based data. Now, we did do an article. Oh, gosh, I can't remember the guy's name who wrote this for us. Um, but he actually, he, he was interesting because what he would do is he would take on vacation, you know, in some foreign city, um, he would take a picture of something he wanted to get back to. And then he would use the location. And there were ways of using getting to the location data. This is a couple of years ago when it wasn't quite as easy. Um, using location data in the photo to you know feed it into maps to be able to recreate um, you know you know retrace steps and go back to a spot. Which again, you know, it's again you have to start thinking a little differently that objects like photos in essence have this metadata associated with them that is usable in some some interesting way. And in ways that up till fairly recently, no one would have ever thought about because the tools weren't there. I mean, yeah. you've, longitude and latitude have always been there, but, you know, it, <laughs> who was using them, you know, for anything significant. But yeah. now, yeah. you know, you have all these other options that are in literally in the palm of your hand with your phone uh, yeah. or on your sheep. You know, who knows? <laughs> I, I, I assume all sheep have GPS now. Okay. I mean, little I, Bo Peep, she lost her sheep. She needed GPS. Oh, boy. Okay. This, this show is really off the rails now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just saying, think, modern, uh, modern shepherdesses. Shepherdess, shepherdesses? Yeah, I guess I so. I believe that little, little Bo Peep was, at least at the time, referred to as a shepherdess. Nowadays, I'm sure she would just be a shepherd. Yeah. Probably we've removed the the gender specificity from the from the, the position. That may be, that may <laughs> it's be not a word first. I use a lot. I will admit. <laughs> no, I was going to say that's probably the first time that shepherdesses have ever been mentioned on Mac Voices. So <laughs> this is a first right here. Uh, Adam, thank you. Uh, you know this I, when. We were joking, honestly, when you said you wanted to talk about mapping, I thought you were talking about, okay, I, how you map this file to, to, to open in that app or something <laughs> like that. I had no idea where we were going with this. But, the, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it does, you do have to step back and think, okay, I've got these assets and these capabilities now at my command. What can I do with yeah. them? Yeah. And I mean, I still remember, I think it was Bill Clinton who actually um, uh, changed the, the, the rules for GPS because until, until that, time i can't remember exactly what year it was um but until uh, that time gps had been limited to um a f i forget the number greater than two meters accuracy something like that that it, basically he 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 took away the the limit the artificial limitation on gps accuracy 
and and like suddenly everything got better and better and better because of that. I mean, the stuff that people use use that for now is insane. I mean, like you know, there there are scientists that use it to track you know movements of of tectonic plates, you know, which is really 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 <laughs> small movements over a yeah. long period of time. But you know, you you've got that level of accuracy now with some of these kinds of things, and so um, so it's just it's just tremendously impressive. And it's like it's one of those. I get this a little bit. I mean, I realize I'm 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 segueing here a bit, but you know, people whining about you know, oh, this you know, this is too expensive or it's harder than it used to be or whatever. I was like, the magic of the technology that we have now is insane. Stop whining, you know. <laughs> I mean, we have we have stuff that makes the science fiction of of you know of of not that long ago seem quaint. You know that that's just built into the everyday infrastructure of our lives. So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just sort of like to step back periodically and go, "Wow, that's cool." You know, I would have so killed for this in you know 1985. You know, when we had nothing. <laughs> you know, and and some some people will look at us and say, "Well, you guys are just getting a little age on you," and so you're looking back to the way it used to be. And it's like, yeah, there's. The, I, I prefer to think of it as perspective on it. But even if I'm a, even if you're a kid, you know, just okay, forget what what was, and you know, forget Adam and I talking about it. What are you going to do with what you have? You know, what can you do now? Yeah, you know, yeah, right. Because because we did it with early with the early apples and Macs. You know that we, we weren't all well. I don't know about you, but I wasn't all that exactly interested in the computers of the fifties and sixties. It's okay. I've got this magic box in front of me now. What can I do with it? You know, yeah. I mean, it's fun to geek yeah. around, but that's that's always been my thing: is what? Can, how can this make my life better, or me more productive, or you know, whatever measure yeah. I want to use? Yeah. No, I mean, what we're talking about now—the magic of of today's technology—is table stakes for yes. everyone who's new. That's, I mean, and and that's important. So it's important to realize both. You know, that one, oh my goodness, we have stuff that is unimaginable was unimaginable thirty years ago, forty years ago, and. On the other hand, you know, people who are growing up with it now, it's table stakes. They they can't imagine a world with, without it. So, you know, the both both are true. Uh, share a very quick story to, to to close out because I think it indicates a little bit of like where we are in the world. Um, Tanya was was telling me the story. She she I think she heard about an NPR or something. It's just, it's just a woman in Ukraine who, you know, left Ukraine to for Poland and you know and then you know she kind of. You know, was a refugee and kind of got settled a little bit. And then she goes back to the border to help translate because she speaks a bunch of different languages. Um, and so she's helping at the border for people who don't speak Polish, um, but speak Ukrainian. And um, and she does this every day, except from two to four, every day, because from two to four, well, she taught um, economics in high school in Ukraine, and she's still doing her class via Zoom. Wow. I mean, in the midst of all of this, high school kids can still take their economics class over Zoom from two to four every day. That, you know, like, again, just the concept of how the world has changed, that just encapsulates it all. You know, that something, this person could have done this in World War II in terms of like fleeing a war torn country and then, you know, helping, going back to help with translation and all that. 
But the stopping to teach your class in high school for the people who are either still in the Ukraine or spread around as refugees, but still have internet access and can still continue to take high school. That's insane. You know, like that's just completely and utterly different. And, and, you know, as it encapsulates a little bit of, wow, we've got table stakes, table stakes technology now is, is, is impressive stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, just, well, we've just been through the pandemic and yeah. you know, the, the, the options, I mean, I know there were parents out there and, and I'll both probably get letters, you know, growling about, you know, well, zoom was so difficult or, oh. or Google meets or teams was so difficult. And it's like, okay, so it might not be perfect. Maybe that's because of the, the technology, maybe because it's you, but at the end of the day, you didn't have that option at all. 10 years, just ago. a few years, just a few years ago. Just yeah, a few. I mean, know. yeah. And so, right. And so, I mean, there's lots and lots of lots and lots of terrible stuffs happening in the world. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's unavoidable. Um, whether it's the pandemic or the Russian invasion of Ukraine, it, you know, bad stuff happens. But we're better off in a lot of ways because of the technology we have um, underpinning how we can live our lives throughout the bad stuff. You know, again, you know, 20, 30 years ago, the pandemic would have just completely flattened um, so much of the world because there would have been, I mean, we've been faxing stuff, for goodness sakes. <laughs> what did you say, quaint? Yeah, that seems so quaint nowadays. <laughs> yeah, quaint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I've been rewatching Northern Exposure and they fax stuff periodically because it's the, it's the mid-90s. I was like, oh, wow, faxes. I remember yeah. faxes. They were terrible. I hated faxes even when they were new. <laughs> and then we did the fax to email. And then after a while, just like, yeah, just, <laughs> just, let's cut out the middleman and just do email. That's uh, right. That's yeah. right. And now we have full v internet video. I mean, high resolution, you know, complete interactivity around the world, no lag. Or we complain if there's like a millisecond lag that we notice, you know. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an impressive world. It is, but uh, but but yeah, the the mapping, the complete mapping of the world is definitely part of that, and uh, that's just what I, I I hope people will think about a little bit and think, hey, maybe maybe you'll uh, be able to do something new with maps that you hadn't thought of before. Adam, thank you. Uh, you you know you kind of opened my eyes to some things I really had not thought about. Um, I've got to go and figure out you know what 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 else I can do with it or what, you know, <laughs> what problems it might solve for me. I don't know that I have any specifically, but give, give it time. Somebody will figure mm -hmm. out one and say, here's your yeah. solution. Yeah. So, and, you know, take a um, screenshot and put put an X and put an X in the screenshot with preview and you'll be all set. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> go here. X marks the spot. So if folks don't know, where can, where can they go to follow what you do and to read your article about maps and everything else? Man, now I'm looking for my, my three words. Let's see. That would be www.tidbits.com. <laughs> I think you did it. I think you did it. Good job. Good job. Adam, thanks so much. Um, you know, hey, come back when, when the next subject to stump me. That's You're always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be introduce Chuck to something new. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A new, a new series. A new series. Won't be hard. <laughs> thanks, Adam. Uh, always fun, Chuck. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Yeah, this is turning into kind of a thing. You know, teach Chuck some new things. I, I like this. I like this a lot. Um, so let me know what your three words are. Maybe I'll show up on your doorstep at some point. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching.
Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.